Hey, welcome to another episode of GI Bro. So go ahead, get to formation, fall in, receive the reports, and get ready for a new episode. And welcome back, soldiers, sailors, soup sandwiches, and shitbags, to a special Christmas edition of GI Bro. Because I love you assholes so much, I recorded on Christmas. And I brought two very special, beautiful women as guests on today's episode. And they are... Jasmine. And it's me, Crystal! Yay! Yay! See, she still lives here. (laughs) The divorce didn't destroy us. Podcast divorce, not an actual divorce. Hands off my wife. <laughs> we'll leave it at that. Oh, yeah, because I've got a lot of people lining up for me, right? No, because I can still shoot pretty far. <laughs> you probably would. You're a hell of a catch. Nobody's lining up for me. Sorry. Yeah, because you're taken. <laughs> I will taser her, motherfucker. <laughs> but today's episode is about deployed. It was going to be about deployed uh, parents and what their children go through. But my daughter did not like the recording, so this is actually the redo, because apparently it wasn't up to her standard. This is her first time ever having to do this, so she might be a little shy about it, too. Oh, she's not now. Oh, She worked the shyness out. Awesome. So, that's a plus. So, see, I should have wrote down the damn questions I had, because they were good questions, Mm -hmm. and now I don't know what they are, because I recorded over them. Oh, jeez, man. Yeah, well, what do you expect? You get a half-price podcast. I'm telling you, you need to write it down. I know, but it's Christmas. Merry Christmas. We're all full of food, and we'd rather be sitting around, you know, drinking drinks, eating soups, and getting all fat and sassy. But Jasmine, who is my 22-year-old daughter, got it right this time. Mm -hmm. I had to pause earlier. I was like, 22? (laughs) And her fiancé came down for Christmas. And, you know, she lives two hours away. And she came all the way down here for you guys just to record this podcast. It has nothing to do with the presence under the tree. And I'm going to keep telling myself that, too. Because it's all about dad and mom. It's not about the Christmas presents. Yeah, yeah right. <sighs> wow. Asshole. I'm just telling the truth. I don't care it's how old you are. You it's always about see? the presents. see. It's always been about us. Mm. Presents help, though. They're a deciding factor. (laughs) You're still my favorite, yeah. Yeah. So, nine years, two months, and ten days in, and I did three deployments. Two one-year deployments. One Mm 15-month? Yes. One 15-monther. That was your last one. Yep. That was rough. Yeah, that one was the worst. I complained about 12 months being a long time. I would have taken 12 months over 15 any day. Yeah, I would have taken 12 months months over 15 days. Really add on. (laughs) Yeah, they really do. Yeah, those extra three months are what drove everybody crazy. Yeah. Like, it's one thing to do 12 months. You know, you're coming home in 12 months. But then it's like you pass the, I've been here for a year mark. I've been here for... You know, whatever. It's okay if you're like a week after your year mark when you're doing a 12 month or you're just waiting to fly out. Definitely not the case for 15. Uh-uh. So, for any of you guys that don't know, we lived in the beautiful state of Colorado. Oh, I love Colorado. We lived in the winter hell storm known as Upper New York. I liked the snow. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Jess said she liked the snow too. Yeah, that's what the only thing I liked there. <laughs> yeah, if we could take the snow from New York and put it in Colorado, that would have been like the perfect yes. place. Yes, everyone thinks that Colorado has tons of snow. No, not we when don't. we lived there. 
Yeah, not in Colorado Springs. I am a lover of snow, and everywhere we move, it doesn't snow. Right. Well, New York, it did snow. God, did it snow. But. New York snowed a lot. So, first deployment was in 03 to 04. Jazz was how old? You left. um, You deployed when she was in kindergarten. Oh. Was it? So she was Mm -hmm. six. So she was six. Yeah, Mm -hmm. so we were right about six or seven. Yep. So, and then. She was five in kindergarten. Okay. Her birthday falls in line where she was five years old in kindergarten. Oh, that's right. So she got to go when she was five instead of six. Yep. And you guys moved up there mm-hmm. while I was overseas because a couple, a husband and wife that were going home, ran up to me with papers so you could get housing on post. Yeah. They're like, hey, we're leaving in like an hour. You need to sign all this stuff. And we got to go get it stamped. And I remember all that. getting the phone call from the chaplain because the chaplain was helping me get housing. Yep. <clears throat> that was a good day. The shit storm I ran through to try and get all that done in an hour before they left. Because yeah. at that time, it wasn't, there was no mid tour leave. It was right. just, you know, they released a stop hold on people like uh, Petrina because she would actually would have ETS'd a month after we deployed. So they put a stop hold on her. I remember all of that, yeah. So, and it was just everybody going home. So we got to do all that. But the, uh, what, December was when I came home for the first R&R. Mm-hmm. So what's that like when you know that your parent gets to come home for two weeks? Mm. Well, I thought you were coming home for good, so. <laughs> yeah, so young, not understanding what two weeks is. Yeah. What do you think about it being two weeks? What do you mean? Like, is it... You know, a nice slow time. Oh, or no, is no. It, yeah. yeah, no. No, one by really quickly. Yeah. It was like I went to bed, and I woke back up, and it's like, oh, half the week's gone. Yep. Counting the days now. Yep. Yeah. Because they didn't know. I, they knew I was coming, but they didn't know when. Right. Because I took a taxi <clears throat> from the airport in Colorado Springs. Yeah. Did I yeah, knock on the door me. when I got there, and you had Jazz answer it? Yeah. Is that what it was? I thought I was coming home from school. And no, no, that was the second that was, deployment. Why do I get those mixed up? No, her coming home from school, that was when you come home for good. No, the they, two weeks. The kids always were there when I came home. They were in bed. No, I'm talking about when I came home from deployment. Yeah, yeah, when you come home from so deployment. So she wouldn't yeah. have been coming home from school if I had if I had just got home. Yes, because she, you stood behind the door and she opened up the door. Yeah, that was two week leave. Second no. deployment. I don't know. I remember my leaves. I don't remember much of the deployment, but I remember the leaves. It was such a long time ago and stressful times. So I don't know. No. Yeah. So what's it like being a kid whose parents disappears for a year? Mm, it's hard. Yeah? That's really hard. Why? Go ahead. Oh, oh you're fine. She said that she was going to cry. I'm going to go ahead and butt in and say that it was actually longer for them for the first deployment. Because you left, um, was it right right after she turned five or right before she turned five? Right before she turned five. Yeah, you left. Basic and training then, yeah. and AIT and came home. 
Yeah, because Cameron was three months old. Yeah, I got to walk her to Miss Donathan's class one morning. Yeah, and then they didn't get to see you again for a year and a half. No, I came home before I deployed. They gave me that emergency two weeks. Yeah. To come back and see you guys. Yeah. Before I deployed. Yeah, and then it was another year and a half. So she was almost seven by the time you seen her because Cameron, or no, she was almost eight because Cameron was almost three. He was about two and a half, almost two and a half. I don't remember how old he was. I just know he ran and hid in the corner in the kitchen. Because he, <laughs> yeah, he, he's never been around a guy before. Yeah. You were the first guy to ever come through a door and hear this big guy is walking through a door and it's like, uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry. It's yeah. a whole lot of beefcake to yeah, show up I in your house. That. <laughs> I mean, it's something scary when, you know, you've never been around another man before. And then all of a sudden, here this guy's coming in the door and saying your name and wanting you to hug him. And so, stranger danger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep, Dad was stranger danger. <laughs> well, they had always had a picture. I made yeah, sure but they carried it's, around a it, picture. You know, it's it's different oh when it's moment. actually in person. Yeah. Yeah. It's an oh shit moment when your picture's walking and breathing and yeah. talking to you. Yeah. Like, it's one thing for... You know, to kiss mommy or daddy's picture and be like, love you, it's a picture. And then all of a sudden this 3D monstrosity <laughs> is lumbering through your door. Right. Smelling like a week of BDUs. Or no, it was DCUs. I, was, I had deserts that time. Yeah, first deployment. Because yeah. I made sure to bring everybody presents. Yeah. 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 Brought myself a Game Boy. For some reason it stopped working. What was that reason? I wanted to go back with it. Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> Oh man! Yeah. Oh, I'm gonna laugh at it now. That was good times. Yeah, but you were angry. Yeah, <laughs> you didn't let it show at the though. time. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I was a little pissed off to say the least. Yeah. Now I can laugh. I mean, it's only ten dollar Game Boy. It's not right. like it was a ridiculous amount yeah. of money. So two weeks go by too fast for you. Yeah. So did you think it was weird living on base? No. When you, you know, you're used to living in just regular everyday houses and all of a sudden you're living on a place where music plays at the ass crack of dawn and no. at the butthole of night. That was nice. I mean, it felt like home still. I mean, it was a prideful time for me. Yeah. 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 Except for during the deployment, watching the wives have guys going in and out oh. of their houses all the time. Well, that's a different podcast. <clears throat> yeah. That's called Jody. I hate you. Yeah. That podcast will be up eventually. I'm that sure. made me not want mm-hmm. to live on post anymore. Yeah. I hated seeing that. Yeah, I was friends with one. Yeah. Yeah. Not the kid, not the, the wife or the. the no, man. I know. It's just, man, my time we're coming back down for the Jody I Hate You podcast. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I found out when we were recording this the first time that Jasmine and her friends would talk about their parents being deployed. Yeah. And oh. how it affected them. Really? Yeah. You had your own little F- uh, FRG. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I know, right? Wow. That was good, though. Yeah. It's good for kids to be able to talk to each other about stuff like that. Because sometimes you don't want to talk mm-hmm. to adults or you don't know how to talk to adults, what words to say for an adult to understand. So. Yeah. We were always at our house. It was in Colorado. Okay. She had trampoline, and we would always go out there and, like, jump around. And, like, 
then we just calmed down a little bit and we're like wow i miss my dad <laughs> like it was always like wow i miss my dad yeah and then we just kind of got on the subject of it and we just started talking about it was I'm this sure. on base or off base yeah on post was it Mm-hmm. It was her friend that lived across the street from the school. Yep. What was her name? Kyrie, I think. Yeah. That's it, Kyrie. Yeah. 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 She was such a cutie. Yeah. Yeah. You guys are all grown up and. Oh, the hell. I didn't like any of that. I still don't like the fact you're grown up. Yeah. Wow. Well. Okay, see, so I'm going to sit here and start thinking about them growing up. It's going to hurt my heart. It's Christmas. <laughs> I refuse to get my heart hurt. So, being a military brat, because that's what all the army kids are called, having, there's officer kids, obviously, and there's enlisted kids. Do you know the difference between them, or every kid act the same? No. You can tell who was what. Really? Mm. Like, where were we at? Like in New York, especially. Hmm. When we moved. It's oh, my dad whole... was a Marine. My dad's better than your dad or whatever. It was kind of like that type of deal. Depending on like what they were in, I guess. The kid would act as if they were in it, too. So, Like the wives would do. Yeah. The wives like always wanted to try to wear the rank. Yeah. yeah. No, you're not wearing that uniform. You can, you can stop it. Yeah, don't mm-hmm. be a dependa. Yeah. Be a dependent. Jesus. But yeah, there was always the, I don't know, the few kids that did that, but uh, I don't know. I kind of didn't let it get to me because uh, obviously you're not in there, your dad's in there, so yeah, it's whatever. Right. Or whoever your parent is. It's like bragging it. rights for kids. Yeah. Yep. Oh, it's awfully quiet. No, it's not. You're talking. Yeah, to break up the quietness. Oh. So, obviously, <clears throat> I came home for one Christmas, and another time was your birthday. What are holidays like when that parent's not there? Mm, lonely. It's, lonely. Yeah. It's weird, because like, you're used to having that other parent there with you, and then, you know... You're not there, and it's hard. I think Mommy kept it together pretty good. We were talking about that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you did a good job holding down the fort. The house didn't burn down. I tried. I didn't feel like I was doing a good job. I mean, I knew when I you tried. were down. Yeah. And it made me Which down. was a lot of the time, but mm-hmm. I tried to not show it. But I'm I'm human. Uh, there's no way for me to hide it from anybody. Yeah, yeah well, Mommy's pretty cast iron. Well... The Christmas that you did come home. Yeah. And then, like, you were there. And then we moved. And then you weren't there. <laughs> so, that Christmas day was at nighttime, and I grabbed your shampoo bottle, and I brought it to Mom. Yeah. Well, we cried, didn't we? What was that? I don't know this story. We sniffed it. We missed you. Oh. Uh-huh. So you just took bottle of dad and sniffed it? I would do that in the shower quite often. <laughs> if I was really missing you, I would sit there under the hot shower and and squeeze the bottle so that I could smell you and close my eyes and cry and let it all go down the drain. And then I was okay. 
or I'd mm -hmm. use your cologne and I'd spray the bed with it so that at night I could smell you. Yeah, I always get my uh, letters that had your perfume on it. I tried, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I just thought I was missing you. Yeah. Just a little bit, right? And I just went in there and I grabbed his shampoo and I'm like, since we didn't have, we don't have dad this time, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give you something that reminds you of him. And I just <laughs> bless me. Yeah. Gave it to you and you started bawling. Then I started bawling, which is a ball fest. And it was just, <laughs> <laughs> that was bad. So did you guys have Christmas dinner and stuff even though I wasn't there? Or like, was it just like autopilot holidays? I don't remember. Yeah, see, this is stuff that service members don't know about. We don't know what you guys do. A lot of wives go home during deployments. Yeah. So they have their family. We didn't have family to go home to. So we always stayed wherever we were. Um, we didn't have big dinners, mm -hmm. but I did make sure to, to do something. Like for Thanksgiving, I would buy just a turkey breast. Mm -hmm. And for Christmas, I would buy just a small little, you know, packed together hams. You know, the small ones. Yeah. Um, I would buy something like that because it was just us, us three. And then Dakota, she was just a baby, so she... Really didn't need any of that food no, at the time. She just, she just needed booby. Yeah. So boobies and bottles. So that's what we did. I I tried to make it as good as I possibly could. That's what you're supposed to do. Yeah. It's tough, but mm -hmm. you've got to be an adult. You've got to remember you've got kids. And I I'm, I'm gonna be completely honest. There were times where I was useless to everybody. Because I just couldn't function. It was just too hard. You think mommy was ever useless? Mm -mm. But I helped out a lot too. So. You did. Yeah. You did. I relied on you. Do you think you out. grew up too fast? And mm -hmm. to be relied on? No. I didn't rely on her in that way. I, I grew up too fast. And I knew for a fact that I never wanted any of our kids to have to go through that. Yeah, I'm not talking about in an emotional way. You know, just she covered down on chores and stuff for you. And... No, because I took care of, of everything. I would ask her to do just a little bit more than what she was used to doing. Right. But it was never, I like never everything. laid everything on you. Yeah. Like, I never was not functioning that much to where, you know, I couldn't do anything. I still held it together. It was just, you know, I was mentally down. Yeah. I mean, I would sense. just do dishes and sweep the floor and vacuum and mop, whatever. Right. Laundry. While I was doing I, something else, it was always yeah. like a tag team. Mm -hmm. You know, can you please do this while I'm doing this type yeah. of thing. Yeah, and then she learned how to uh, barter with chores. <laughs> mm -hmm. Be prepared for that fail. Because you'll go from, hey, can you do this, to, hey, I cleaned the kitchen and did all the dishes. Uh -huh. Can I go do such and such? <laughs> hey, I did this for you. Can I Can I get this, or can I have this, or can I go do this? Right. So far, she's the only child that's learned what true quid pro quo is. I mean, it works, though. Yeah, it does. I mean, we've never asked a whole lot from from you guys anyways. No. It was, you know, we, we didn't give you guys chores like everyone else has. It was... You know, please go and do this, go and do this, make good grades, that kind of stuff. Whenever you asked for anything, we were more lenient on wanting to get you whatever that was because you helped out when we asked you to. Mm -hmm. Yep. It's usually a phone card or 
an yeah. iTunes card or something. Yeah, mm-hmm. something that they had wanted that doesn't cost a whole lot of money, but you know, it was worth their time to do whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, Christmases without the parents obviously sucks. Oh yeah. Yeah, let's not do it every year. <laughs> I don't plan on it. <laughs> I, I plan to stay around for all of them. <laughs> you ladies have put up with me for so long. I can't leave now. Yeah, it take not. too long to uh, get housebroken by a new family. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So what was something else? Your favorite place to live? Mm, Colorado. Mm-hmm. I think that was everyone's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nobody liked. New I York. think it's because we spent. Many seven years. Seven years there. Mm-hmm. I spent so, seven of my nine-year career there. That was that was home. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why it's such a special place for us. Because the only other place that we ever knew was Tennessee. Mm-hmm. And was... I had always thought that we would go home to Tennessee. And I kept that in my head for years. And you're laughing because I... <laughs> oh, no, I'm not laughing at you. <laughs> I was talking to Jazz on the first recording. And I said, and because apparently somebody wants to graduate high school with friends she's made, that's why we're still in Ohio. Yeah. <laughs> you're talking about wanting to come back to Tennessee. Because I did. I mean, that's where the bulk of our family is. Yeah. And so I wanted to go home to Tennessee. And I kept saying that years and years and years. I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home. I wanted to go home. And then it just kind of resonated with me just over the last year or two. Where exactly is home in Tennessee? I don't have a home there. I don't have a place that I grew up and I want to go back to. Yeah, I've got my family that lives there, but that's not my home. Right. Mm -hmm. And so it's taken me such a long time to realize that this is my home, where my little family is. This is where I'm, I belong. This is my home. Yep. So. What did you think about having to travel? Hated it. <laughs> and I'm I a gypsy it. soul. I love the travel. Yeah, she, you know, she does not remember traveling through Kansas no, at all. No, I slept through it all. Oh, bless you. Yeah, that's what I told her, too. <laughs> I was like, hey, you're so lucky you missed out on the yes. world's largest prairie dog and all the porn bookstores you could see. Yeah. It was always the XXX store, and kids would be like, what is the XXX store? I don't know. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to stop there sometime. Did we ever? No. <laughs> You said you, that <laughs> you've got to lie to your kids. You got to act stupid sometimes. Yeah, <laughs> they didn't know any better. Yeah. It satisfied them at the time, and that was it. <laughs> yep. Adult bookstore. What's an adult bookstore? I don't know. It's got big chapter books in it. Yeah. I guess. Yeah, it's got books for <laughs> mommies and daddies to read. <laughs> it has nothing to do with naughty stuff like at all. War and Peace and Tale of Two Cities. That's what's in those stores because it's for adults. It's like yeah. big books. It's hard for little kids to read. There is an adult version of Tale of Two Cities. Oh, so I'm sure it's there called is. A Tale of Two Titties. Yeah, yeah, I think I've heard that before. Yeah, that's pretty great. Yeah. All right, you're getting off subject talking about porn stores. Right. See? She we've corrupts got, me. We've got dogs out there and... Son-in-law, future son-in-law. Son yeah. And, and, and then we got two other shits running two around, other too. Two kids. Yeah. So, I'm trying to think of everything we talked about. Oh, the... Uh, uh, oh, my God. 
uh, the notification people. Mm. The mortuary affairs people that came. Mm. You were talking about that. In Colorado? Mm-hmm. I will never forget that. Oh, yeah. Me neither. I don't know if you knew, but I was in my room, obviously, because I got in trouble. And I was talking <laughs> to my friend outside, and also you did not know that. And uh, we were talking. She was across the street, and I was in my window talking. And I just seen the car pull up. And I just seen these two very well-dressed men come out. And they started walking up to the up to the stairs. And then I'm like, okay, I'm going to go downstairs now. Be nosy because, you know, I just, I'm you know, my mom doesn't know I'm in the window watching these people come to the house. So I'm going to walk downstairs. And then you're like, oh, I'm going to, I'll have to call you back or something like that. Yeah, I was on the phone with <clears throat> Daddy's aunt. Okay. And then... They, like, turned around and went to the neighbors. <clears throat> and then I went back to my window to see where they were going. And I just seen her go out of the house. And she's screaming and crying. and Fell to the ground. Yep. I stood there in the window and I cried so hard for her. Yep. Her husband had died in a Apache crash. It was a Chinook crash. Was it a Chinook? Yep, they RPG'd it and it crashed. She had two little boys. So that Christian was and that was very, very sad. Mm-hmm. I that will stick with me always. Yep. I think it was like two or three days prior. I had been in a Chinook flying. Yeah. See and and civilians don't understand what the soldiers go through and they don't understand that spouses go through just as much. Just as much, but in a different way. Yeah. Like, we are at home praying that the phone does not ring unless it's you on the other end. We are the ones at home praying that nobody comes knocking on our door except for the delivery man or the mailman. And we're the ones that are watching these other spouses go through what they are going through and praying for them for strength. Yeah. It's hard. Mm-hmm. It is not an easy thing to be a military spouse. Oh, I, I don't. I don't believe it is at all either. So yeah. Do you even know what those men were when they first came up? Mm-mm. Did you end up telling her? No. You did. I swear you did. I don't. I don't recall. Not unless you heard me on the phone. Because I didn't even know that that you had seen them. I just remember I was on the phone. I was looking out the window. They pulled up, and my heart sank because I knew that vehicle. And they got out, and I remember telling your aunt, um, oh, my God, a van just pulled up. And she's like, what? And I said, a van just pulled up. Two men are getting out. Oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. And she said, it's okay, just breathe, just breathe, it's going to be okay. And I'm sitting here losing my shit. <laughs> yeah, I heard mom's oh gods, and I started running down the stairs, and then... Yeah, they come, I watched them, I wasn't about to move from that window. Yeah. But they come up the first set of mm-hmm. stairs, the little walkway, and then one foot on the step leading to the door and I remember them leaning back to look at the numbers 
on our um, nameplates. Nameplates. And they said something to each other. And then the guy that was behind the first guy pointed next door and they walked across our yard. And she was actually across the street talking to a neighbor. And they were going to go up to the door and she said something. They turned around, they said something to her and dropped on the ground. Screaming. They ran over and helped her back up and her friend was helping her back up and she was screaming and crying. And I had gotten off the phone with your aunt before they started walking over there. And, um, obviously she knew it wasn't there for me by yeah, that point. Yeah. Okay. I, I had told her, I told yeah. her that I'd call her back and cause I told her, I said, it's for my neighbor. I've got to call you back. And, uh, I stood there and I cried with her like I couldn't imagine. So does that take, uh, for a kid? Cause obviously you found out what it was, you know, even if mommy didn't tell you. Does that take uh, some of the your parents' superhero power away? Mm-hmm. Does that make it what, more, I guess, more real? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Then you had friends whose parents didn't come back. Mm-hmm. And you said they stayed in school, or did they leave? Yeah, they stayed until the end of the year, and they ended up leaving. What else? So we had a good flow going, but somebody didn't like their monotone voice in the no, first one. Well, it's probably monotone now, too. <laughs> Very dry. Liven it up. Yeah. You, you get the hang of it. I'm sure our first Dry, one was... red eyes. <laughs> Clear eyes is awesome. No, if I get talking too much, I'm going to start crying. I don't want to cry. It's a touchy subject. Yeah, I know. Yeah, but you guys are giving a an inside view to the uh, spouse and child side. Yeah, well, I, it wasn't until like what when you started actually telling me what you went through. Oh. Yeah. After years and years of asking. Yeah, you guys pestered shit out of me. Yeah, you weren't. You were probably around fourteen when Daddy first started actually answering some of the questions. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it wasn't until what? 16 or. Well, no. I was like 17. Or yeah, yeah. Older. And they're like, I guess you kind of just gave up. <laughs> like, okay, any questions you want. Yeah. Ask them. Because and then you guys I'll... deserve to know. Yeah. It's just, it's hard for a parent to talk about it, mm-hmm. one. And two, it's hard for a soldier to talk yeah. about it. But it wasn't until like after I watched American Sniper. Yeah, that's what it was. Was it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Did we watch it together or did nope. you watch it? I watched she it with watched Austin. Oh, uh, okay. That's and I came home. Movie. It was a great movie. And I came home. I'm like, I have so many questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then. That's when you started answering them. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a little kid asking where babies come from all the fucking time. And eventually you're like, all right, look, there's no diamond under a cabbage plant that the stork plants down. All right. Your parents had sex. <laughs> that kind of stuff. That's a reference to our The Talk With Your Children video back when we were the married podcast. Which is still there. Yeah. I didn't take anything down. I yeah. wouldn't get rid of our stuff. 
probably the only thing people listen to anyway. Oh, whatever. Well, it's Christmas. Yeah. Maybe we should do a, a together one and then you can do your military one. It's up to you. Nope, it's up to you. This is your channel I would now. have to make a, a whole new podcast. I don't know. So that way they were separate. Otherwise, it would show up under GI Bro instead of the rambling pancakes. Yeah. Yeah, that's another story. Yeah, that's a whole other thing. We're getting off subject, and this is already 32 minutes long. Well, that's what happens when you get pretty girls to talk to. Did you put a ad in there? Yes, I did. <laughs> I already got the ad in it. Okay. Yeah. See, I, I've learned how to remember everything on my own now <laughs> since you left me for that blog. Oh, jeez. Yep. I didn't leave you. You said that you wanted to start doing something different, so well, yeah. figured separation was a good thing. Yep. I'm trying to think. Damn, I can't think of all the stuff we talked about. We had a good 30 minutes of stuff that we talked about. <laughs> and now I can't remember any of it. Yeah, that's my oh, fault. I can, yeah. What would you say to kids whose parents are deployed? Mm-hmm. You know, we were talking about you being able to sit in a room and hear what they were talking about and stuff. What would you yeah. say to them? What would I say to them? Yeah. As a per, like, you obviously not being in there. Right. And telling them that? Yeah. You know, they're sitting here talking about how much they miss their mom or dad or stuff like that. You're an army brat, so. Mm. What would you say to them? Well, I don't know. It gets tough. It gets tougher before it gets better. But the stories are great. Yeah. Do you get used to it? What? Deployments. Yeah. Yeah, kind of. You just accept it. It's you know because yeah, it happens happen. every other year. So. Yeah. Two twelves and a fifteen. You know, one year your parents going to be there, and the next year you know that they're going to be gone. Yeah, you just kind of prepare yourself. Yeah. While you're home, you kind of prepare yourself not to like get too attached. Yeah. Yeah. Which was hard. Yeah. But we made it out. Yeah. So what'd you say to the kid? Oh, you know. Like I said, it gets worse before it gets better, and I don't know. It's kind of hard to, like, not actually physically talk to a person like that, like, here. Yeah. But, I don't know. The stories are great, like I said, and... Hmm. You're not the only one out there that's dealing with it. True. You don't have to go talk to your mom or dad, and you can talk to your friends. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have them just ramble on to me. And then, of course, I would just listen to them. And then if they wanted anything said back, I'd say something, like stories or whatever. And what I dealt with, the time being. Yeah. Yeah. It's always good to have someone to talk to. Because, I mean, it was just me and my other friend that would always talk, like, to each other about our dads or whatever. And... When she wasn't there and I was, like, going through a rough time, like, mom's already going through a rough time and I don't want to have another cry fest, like. Yeah, but sometimes that's good. I was always there for you to talk to. I know. Yeah, you ladies became besties. You've always been my bestie. Yeah. Kicked a man out the house and took over. (laughs) She's been my bestie since she was born. Yeah. Yeah. She come out and I said, hi, beautiful, you are now my bestie. (laughs) (laughs) 
Then you spent forever dressing her in every different outfit she owned. Every outfit. Oh my God. <laughs> she was my baby doll. Yep. <laughs> then, of course, we weren't deployed. We were in the field for a week or a month or all that shit. Yeah. So it really is like that parent that went to get that pack of smokes. In a lot of ways. And never came back. Yeah. yeah. Oh, I now get your reference. Yeah. 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 Wow. I, I said it in the first recording and she didn't get it at no. all. No. Yeah. I got it now. I want to know what store it is that these parents go to to get these pack of smokes and this milk because it's obviously a very long fucking line. Yeah. So quit being shitbag parents and get out of the store. Yeah, it's hard to be a military family. I think it is a lot easier if it was a single person. I'm not yeah. saying that I regret any of it. I don't. I am proud of every moment, the hard and the good, because it's taught me so much. So being a military family isn't a bad thing. No. It's I think just, it kind of makes you stronger. It does. humans, I guess. Yeah. Like it makes you realize what you have. Yeah, what you have and how precious everything is. Time, especially. Yeah, because it can be taken away so quickly. Mm-hmm. Yep. And civilians, they don't realize that either. I mean, they're they civilians. They never had to deal they're, with it. Yeah, they don't know how to talk to you. They don't know what you're going through. They don't know how to sympathize with you. Nothing. So I kind of stay away from those people. Yeah. And it was hard to talk to my family. Yeah, because they didn't get it. They didn't understand. I mean, they knew that you were gone, but they didn't fully grasp it because they weren't around us. No. And that was, like, the hardest thing, too, was, like, kids at my school whose parent wasn't in in the service, they would ask me questions if I'm supposed to know. Right. I'm like, I don't know. I'm dealing with it. I don't know. Like, I'm kind of just going with the flow right now. Right. And then they would ask me questions about you and, oh, did you do this in there? Like, yeah, they think it's just so cool. And... It's cool and all, but, like, it's also scary. Yeah. Like, because I don't know if I'm going to, you know, have a dad, so. Right. And they didn't realize that because they're like, oh, well, it must not be too bad. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he's over there fighting for us right now. Like, yeah. Um, it's bad. <laughs> he's like... over there in a war right now, like, obviously. Right. It's not easy. It's not good, and, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. yeah. They just don't get it. Yeah, it's hard. Being a military parent sucks. You get the shit into both sticks. Mm-hmm. You get to miss all the major events. Like, Dakota's very first birthday, I was sitting in a bunk in a tent full of people. You weren't around for any of them being a little baby. As far as I know, they shoot out of your uterus and there's six. Well, Cameron was two and a half when you seen him. Yeah. I mean, I saw him shoot out, so I know that you made them. Yeah. I'm not sure what part I had. You were gone when they were, well, Dakota was almost three months. She wasn't quite three months yet. Nope. Our little microwave baby. Yeah. So I took care of babies all by myself. Yep. Yeah. So obviously you did a good job. They're all normal. They pass for normal in public. Let's put it that way. <laughs> At the time, I didn't think I was doing a good job. It was hard. 
Yeah. All these single parents out there, it's hard. Yeah, you guys are the real MVPs. And I can't pretend that I know exactly what they're going through because I had reprieve after a year. Yeah. I had you to help me. So, yeah. But it's yeah. hard when you're going through it. Yeah, that's not fun. Mm-mm. And then the 72 hours it takes to get home before leave. Ugh, my Jazz didn't know how long it took for Mm-mm. me to get home. Mm-hmm. She thought it was just, I flew from my rank straight home. Well, no, you told oh, no. me. Was it Christmas Eve when you came? Yeah. You said you came in from the helicopter. Like the helicopter dropped you. Santa brought yeah. you. That's what it was, yeah. yeah. Dropped you off home. Yeah, Santa worked for United Airlines that week, I think. Well, it was because you had communication with Santa. Yeah, well, that's You asked Norad, Santa but... to either come before Christmas or after Christmas, whatever... Yeah, you were able worked. to do, and he brought you home too. Yeah, but now it would take I don't know twenty four hours sitting in Kuwait. To uh, get yeah, home to you guys. I think the longest time that you sat in Kuwait was a week. Maybe. I don't remember. It was when those all those badass snowstorms were happening. I don't know. It I was all know. I could take to, uh, you know, get home. I know when I came home for the first uh, R&R in December, mm-hmm. like, I hadn't had real food. It had been MREs or nothing, and it was just, you know, nasty. You can get to Kuwait, and there's a pizza hut down there, and there's a McDonald's. I ate a whole fucking pizza by myself. <laughs> I had never been so happy to eat real food, and I paid the ultimate price. <laughs> like, I could not stop shitting my guts out for nothing. I know that whenever you said that you were in Kuwait, that's when I was able to breathe. The whole deployment. Yep. As soon as you said you were in Kuwait, I could breathe. <laughs> it's like, okay. <laughs> when he gets home, he gets home, but I know he's safe right now. <laughs> yeah, now he's just chilling in Kuwait. <laughs> yeah. Sitting in the air-conditioned tents. Yeah. Man, that was nice. So you do your 24 hours lugging all your shit around. While you're waiting to go home on leave, you got to go through customs when you're leaving Kuwait. You land in Germany or Ireland, depending on where the plane needs to stop to refuel. Then you fly into Dallas, Fort Worth, and go through customs again. Jeez. You know, taking your boots off, your belt off, anything that'll ring-a-ding, show you're not hiding stuff. They go through your bags, put everything back, run to the gate... Hop on that plane, fly to Colorado Springs, come out the gates, fight the throngs of people and everybody wanting to thank you for your service. And I I get that, you know, I I appreciate it, but you just want to get home and see your kids and, you know, step into a shower without, you know, 80 other swinging dicks in there. (laughs) You know, you just want to be able to just wash your ass by yourself. You don't get to because your spouse is going to sit in there and talk to you because they missed you. You asked me to go in there and talk to you. Well, I was trying to seduce you, madam. You don't get three kids by... Wash the desert off of you first. I tried. I I was showered so much. It was awful. So, and then you want to sit down and relax, and you got your kids pulling you in each direction, and your wife's like, I want time, too. I always let the kids have No, I know. I know. I was telling Jazz about how... You know, I'd sit there and spend time with them, and then they'd go to school, and I'd crash on the couch for a couple of hours yeah. trying to catch sleep back up. Mm-hmm. And I'd sit there, and I'd stare at you for a little bit. Creeper. 
I know that sounds crazy now that you <laughs> now that I say it, but just a little bit. You know, you've been gone all this time, and it's like oh, you're actually sitting on my couch. Yeah. Jasmine's crunching up her nose at you for saying that. Like, oh my God, you're creepy, Mom. I stare at all you guys. Yeah, no, that's really creepy. Yeah, I do. You've caught me a couple times. I know Cameron's caught me a couple times. Yeah, we've all caught you. I mean, you have to look at your loved ones. I mean, like, really look at your loved ones. Yeah. I want to know the way that your little nose dips down and the way that Dakota's nose kind of goes up just a little bit and and the broad chin that Cameron has and yeah and I did the same thing with you yep it's funny how much easier it is to deploy or to go back off R&R you just hop on a plane and go back there's no customs there's no nothing you can bring gallons of booze with you or whatever you want really nobody checks nobody cares so Anything else to add, ladies? It's Christmas. I don't think so. No. Get back out here and celebrate. I'm over-celebrating. <laughs> we ate food. Presents were opened. Everyone's happy. Lottie dottie. All that shit. So, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. If you guys are deployed, it sucks and it's shit. Hopefully you guys get a good meal. Or at least a good laugh or an hour of downtime. And, uh... Stay safe. The Air Force... Somebody please answer me. Do you guys get mentor with your six-month deployments? I know they're really hard. You know, those six-monthers. I'm just curious. So let me know. Send me a message. It'll probably be a hate message because I'm calling you out on six-month deployments. But... Sometimes they get eight months. Oh, no. That's what I've heard. Oh, my God. Eight? <laughs> wow. Look at you guys getting big kid style. Oh, come on now. <laughs> yeah, this Christmas. So even if you're a sailor or an airman or a marine, I will use the proper terminology this time. Thank you. Yeah, because it is Christmas. <laughs> have a Christmas. Have a Merry Christmas. A Happy New Year. And get your asses back. And we will talk to you next time on GI Bro. Thank you, beautiful ladies, for coming in today. Thank you for having us. And bye. Peace bye. out. And thank you for joining us for another episode of G.I. Bro. It is time to fall out, go home, do what you need to do, carry on with your day. We'll see you next time and have a great one.